and we are live with another edition of the All Gas Snow Break Sports Show. I am one of your co-hosts, Nicholas Bavona, joined alongside by Andrew Johnson. And Andrew, we finally have our World Series matchup finally underway as the NLCS was just up last night. The ALCS wrapped up this past Monday, and we now know our World Series matchup for this year. And for you and I, we can breathe a little bit of a sigh of relief as after last year's tough World Series that we both had to endure watching two teams that we don't really like whatsoever, we now get a World Series this year that no matter who wins at the end of the day, we can enjoy it. I can enjoy baseball. Feels pretty good. I'm um, looking forward to this World Series. It's going to be action-packed. And I think America wins no matter what. Yeah, America definitely, well, unless you're a Philly or Astro fan, but that's besides the point. But America does win, in my opinion, as well. I don't disagree with that whatsoever because we now know our World Series matchup and we're going to first recap the championship series that went down in the American League and the National League before we look into that World Series preview and give you our pick, not only for the World Series, but who will come out on top as the World Series MVP as well. So, being that as it may, let's start off with the American League Championship Series that wrapped up this past Monday between the Texas Rangers and the Houston Astros. And this was all about the road team in this series for both sides. Um, I don't remember if this was the first time it'll be history that the road team has won every game of the series, but it could be one of or the only time this has happened. Texas goes into Houston, wins all four games against the Astros. The Astros did make it interesting. After Texas took a 2-0 lead, they went into Texas. They would take all three games in Arlington, including a a thrilling Game 5 in which Jose Altuve hits another big-time home run in the ninth inning. And he's done that in his entire postseason career. Unfortunately, I would know that from firsthand experience. And... Gives the Astros a thrilling win in Game 5. Had everything going in that one, obviously. The Adolis Garcia home run. Then he gets plunked, leading to a Brian Abreu uh, suspension and ejection. But we'll talk about that in a little bit because I know you have some comments about that entire thing. And Texas had to go back to Houston and win two straight games to force a Game 7 and move on to the World Series. They got the job done in Game Number 6. And then we saw it on Monday night. Game number seven between these two teams with a chance to go to the World Series. And you and I both talked about it. There there was a lot going, you know, the way of the the Texas Rangers going against them, in my opinion. The Rangers going into this game had Bruce Bochy, their manager, 3-0 game sevens. Dusty Baker, 0-7 in game sevens. So it kind of was saying to yourself, oh, you know what? This is going to be one of those scenarios where... You know, history doesn't repeat itself. It's going to go the Astros' way, and they're going to move on to the World Series once again, and we're all not going to be happy about it. But right from the get-go, the Rangers started off really hot in this one. They got a home run from Corey Seager in the first inning. They would add another two runs to it. It wasn't the greatest start for Max Scherzer, but the Rangers' bullpen did the job they needed to do, especially Jordan Montgomery, who started game one in the series, got a shutout, did start a second game in the series as well, I believe in game number five. Did not get the decision in that game, but he came out of the bullpen for Max Scherzer, did the job done, got two and a third shutout baseball. And the Rangers, the moral of the season has been their offense has been one of the best offenses in all of baseball. They showed it in this one, got the Christian Javier early in this game, took him out, only getting an out recorded in that first inning. And 
Just when it looked like the Astros were starting to make a little bit of a rally, they put up four in the fourth inning. They did not let the Astros get back any closer. And they win that game seven by the final of 11-4. The Texas Rangers are going to the World Series for the first time since 2011. And to think, Johnson, this is a Rangers team that not too long ago, just two years ago, they lost 101 games, I believe, in that season. Now, two years later, they're going to their world's first World Series since 2011. Yeah, it's exciting to see uh, baseball being played in the Dallas area. I realize they're not in the city of Dallas, but they're in that metropolitan area. Uh, this is a team from Dallas that everyone could root for, right? It's not the Cowboys. I know it's from the city of Dallas, and a lot of people may not be uh, happy about that. But this has been a fun team to watch. Uh, they had a close of half to start the season. Then they kind of struggled. And when they began to struggle, they turned to one band. Right. They turned to Creed. And Creed has been getting them excited and pumped for these games. You've been hearing blasting throughout their stadium. They were at the game. I believe it was game two of a series. They were at number three of the series. They were in number the first three. game in Texas. First game in Texas. So it was number three of the series. Excuse well, it was me. all in Texas, but you, you know what I mean. In the first game in Dallas, in, Ar- in Arlington. Yeah. And they've kind of adopted this mantra. And the Texas Rangers mantra has spread to other teams that have been struggling, like the Minnesota Vikings, the NFL. Kirk yeah. Cousins has been playing Creed in the locker room. Now they're, they're on a two, they're on two game winning streak here. So the question is, how high can Creed take these teams? Well, can they lift them straight to the, uh, to the World Series? Maybe for the Rangers, can they lift the Vikings to the playoffs? Probably not, but hell, uh, you got to kind of ride this lightning bolt while it is. They have such exciting players. Josh Young, Adolis Garcia has been taking care of work. And can you imagine that Adolis Garcia was DFA'd? Every other team had the opportunity to pick him up, and he still ended up with the Rangers. Yeah. That is the craziest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. This guy is is bordering. He's bored. I think he's playoff MVP right now. He has a chance to win World Series MVP. He did win ALCS MVP, and he definitely is one of the odds-on favorites to win World Series MVP for sure. So this has been a rags-to-riches kind of story, and it was really ironic because they said, oh, Adolis Garcia woke the Astros up because he, sp- he sparked them. Well, he could have woke him up, but he, sur- he he put him back to sleep, especially with his performance in Game 7, one of the most electric Game 7s I've ever seen. And it was over by the third or fourth inning. And the thing that he would have had, he had two home runs in that game seven, but he could have easily made a case for a third home run with that RBI single he had in the first inning, just hitting that scoreboard they have in left field in Houston. But like you said, the Astros are certainly going higher. And as Creed says, they're going to a place with golden streets. The Astros are looking for that golden opportunity, or I should say the Rangers, sorry. The Rangers are looking for that golden opportunity to now finally get their first ever World Series championship. They had a chance in 2011. We all remember that World Series with David Freeze, one of the better World Series matches we've had in, in MLB history. Now we'll see if Texas can respond from that. And like I got mentioned 102 losses just two years ago. To think that they're now in the World Series, got to give your hats off to GM Chris Young, the former MLB pitcher who won a World Series with the Kansas City Royals not too long ago. He's now got this chance to give this team their first championship and you, if you're a Rangers fan, you got to be excited about how this team is doing right now. Yeah, it's very exciting, and I can't wait to see how far this team will go. But uh, before we move on to the next series, we have to recap here. Uh, do you have anything else to say? Well, the Astros have a lot of interesting notes going into now the offseason because the rumor now is that Dusty Baker has told some people that this was his last season in the MLB, and I'm not really surprised. I kind of had a feeling this might be happening. So 
Now the biggest question for me is now going into the offseason for Houston, where do the Astros now go at manager? Because I'm not sure who they can maybe try to get to be their new manager. Obviously, A.J. Hinch is now with the Detroit Tigers. Do you maybe try to poach him, get him, bring him back to Houston? I don't know how, you know, the relationship is with those two parties. But the Astros are going to potentially be looking for a new manager. We don't know if the rumor is true with Dusty Baker, but that has been a rumor going off the past couple days. Now we have to see what Houston does. But another interesting note about this World Series, Johnson, with the Astros being defeated in this series, it marks the first time since 2016 that the World Series will not feature either Houston or the Los Angeles Dodgers. So for some baseball fans, that is kind of a uh, breath of fresh air. Yeah, this is going to be very exciting. Uh, New teams in here finally. Baseball for the last decade, well, not really the last decade, the last six or seven years, it's kind of felt like a rehash of LeBron Warriors, where either you saw LeBron James or the Golden State Warriors in the NBA Finals. We're kind of reminiscent of that Patriots dynasty in the latter half of the 2010s, where it felt like Tom Brady was in every other Super Bowl. Right. So fans of the sport that are getting sick of seeing these same teams, well, you got your wish. The MLB may have not gotten their wish, and they're having two small markets play in these uh, in this World Series. But I can guarantee America's going to be watching. Yeah, it should be an interesting World Series. There was, you know, I heard the the thing with the, about the ratings and stuff for this championship series. And listen, when the Yankees played the Mets, it was the same thing. You know, not a lot of people watched that World Series because it was two New York teams. These are obviously two Texas teams, so maybe some people weren't watching. I, myself, as a baseball fan, was, was loving every second of it. I think this was a really good series overall. And certainly after Game 5, it brought a lot of fireworks to the final two games of the series because – there was so much storylines going into it. The Abreu suspension, the um, Adolis Garcia, you know, crowning achievement moment, you know, asserting himself as one of the better, you know, one of the top bats in all of baseball because of this series. And the Rangers, they've got to be the outside favorite going into this World Series, in my opinion. They're just really playing some good baseball at this current moment of time. And it's the best time to do it because you talked about it. They had their struggles at the end of the season. And there was worry about them going into this playoff matchup. They had to go into Tampa and beat Tampa. They had to go into Baltimore and beat Baltimore. And then they had to go into Houston and beat the Astros. They started off, they've started off this postseason 8-0. They have not lost a road game in the entire series. The only thing that I'm worried about them is they have struggled at home. And they're going to be the home team in, uh, they're going to have home field advantage in this World Series. So they need to start getting their act together at home. Otherwise, the, um, their NL opponent that we'll talk about in a second is going to be having a good opportunity to win their second ever World Series championship. This is just like everyone drew it up, you know, a 90 win wild card team hosting the World Series, uh, being visited by an 84 win wild card team that barely got in uh, by the skin of their teeth. That's how everyone drew it up. And you can make the case that that 84 win team only made did, only made the playoffs because of Seiya Suzuki dropping that fly ball against the Atlanta Braves. A this couple, is giving a me such ago. vibes from last year when the Marlins ended up beating the Brewers out and the Phillies snuck in and made the World Series. It's a repeat, just with different teams and different situations. Right. It's the exact same thing that happened last year, just a different uh, just different teams. And you talk about this Philadelphia Phillies. Now let's get into that NLCS matchup. And I know you were very excited last night when this series was going down into Game 7. This is another one where it looked like the Phillies from the get-go were going to control the series. I believe they started off two – was it two games to nothing they started off? Up 2-0. They were up 2-0. They had to go in Arizona. It looked like they were pretty much going to control this series. 
The Diamondbacks would, would take game three. It looked like game four, the Diamondbacks were going to lose and fall down three games to one. They had a big-time rally to win six to five to keep the series going. And I forgot, right, they had the game-winning, uh, the walk-off hit by Catal Marte in game number three, obviously. That made it two games to one. Then a comeback winning game number four. But then the Phillies took game five, and that's where everyone said, oh, that's it for Arizona. It's a 3-2 lead for the Phillies. They're going back home, to, and they've got all the momentum going right now. You got a straw pitcher in rotation, and Wheeler, and Nola, and Ranger Suarez has shown some good strides this entire postseason. And they were kind of written off going into that game number six. And to the Diamondbacks' credit, Morrell Kelly pitched a great game in game six, and their bats did just enough work against Aaron Nola to get a 5-1 win to force a Game 7 last night in Philadelphia. And once again, the Diamondbacks, kind of similar to what they did against the, the Brewers, Johnson. Remember, we talked about it in which Brandon Pfaff was their Game 3 starter in that, in that scenario. He pitched Game 7 for the Diamondbacks. He didn't do pretty bad, I would say. Four innings, a lot of just two earned runs, seven strikeouts. But once again, the story for Arizona this entire postseason has been their bullpen. A great job finishing the rest of this game. Five shutout innings, only allowing one hit and two walks. And they did just enough to hold on and beat the Phillies in that game seven by the final of four to two. They are now going to their first World Series since 2001, the year that they beat the New York Yankees in game seven. That still stings to me. Anyway, they now go, they are also going from 100 losses to a World Series berth in two years. Think about this. Two years ago, the same year that the Rangers lost 102 games, the Diamondbacks lost 110. And to go from 110 losses to now a World Series berth, hats off to this entire Diamondbacks organization, considering that they were the last team into the playoffs, now four wins away from their second World Series championship. Best off saying, I wish I bet uh, Rangers-Diamondbacks at the beginning of the divisional round, because that's what I've had for the last month and a half now. Ever since the Marlins were eliminated in early uh, in late September, early October, I've had this game, this series penciled in since the beginning. Even though both these teams had minimal chances of making, I knew that they had the not the star power, but this the pure stats from a money ball perspective that they added guys that get on base. They right. added guys. It was addition by subtraction for some of these guys because in the first half they had some players that weren't really necessarily carrying their weight. And they couldn't really hold their water. However, in after the tra- trade deadline and they picked up some players off the waiver wire, these t- teams became way different. They retooled at the positions where they needed to uh, improve at. And the pitching was sustainable. Zach Gallen came back to form. Uh, Nathan Avaldi came back to form. Uh, so they had perfect, I don't want to say perfect slumps because it's never good to be in a slump, but they had a slump in the ideal time of the season because, man, it would be really sour if they, if they had that slump right around now. Yeah, the, it's kind of funny. The Diamondbacks and the Rangers both had the same scenario happen for them in September. They really struggled to end the season. And pretty much, I wouldn't say the Rangers snuck in to make the playoffs because they did eventually hold on. They had a chance to win their division. It just didn't work out for them. And I guess in hindsight, it, it kind of did work out for them because they won all the games on the road. But for the Diamondbacks, like I mentioned a couple minutes ago, if not for a Seiya Suzuki dropped uh, fly ball catch against the Braves, the Cubs would probably be that last team into the playoffs. And the Cubs ended up choking and missing the entire thing. And the Diamondbacks took advantage, and they were able to get into this postseason. And they've had a lot of instances this postseason in which they've had to come back and win their entire series. 
It happened in Milwaukee in the wild card round. Remember the first game? They were down 3 nothing. Had to fight and claw their way back to win 4-3. to Eventually taking that series against the Brewers. And in this series as well against the Phillies, they were a couple of times where they were trailing. Had to fight back and win the game. And they did it two times. They had the walk-off win in game number three. A thrilling comeback win in game number four. And they were able to win the next two after losing game five. Going into Philadelphia and taking two from the Phillies. It's a great job by this Diamondback team that's been written off so many times. Now four wins away from a second World Series championship. We'll have to see if Tori Lavoule can get those guys going to win and have another opportunity because they've been playing some good baseball as well right now. And winning the Southwest Series, like we've always said, or I've said the last month, America wants the Southwest Series. Mainly I want it because I want these games to kind of go on in prime time. I'm sick of watching these games and not having the opportunity to watch these games because they're 2 o'clock in the afternoon on the East Coast. Even if they're going to end up starting them 6, 7 o'clock at night over here, that would be more of an ideal. Um, that's that's what's exciting about this. Is this The time zone difference is kind of going to be beneficial for those on the East Coast. Finally, this, this MLB postseason. I think now the, uh, the final thing we have to talk about for this series before we go into our final topic of debate before the mushing hour is where do the Phillies now go from here? Uh, a, a tough loss in the World Series last year to Houston. A lot of people expected them to get back there after beating the Atlanta Braves. And you were up three games to two, and the offense just was dead after game number six, uh, game number five, putting up one run in game six, only putting up two runs last night. Their best hitters in the lineup just could not get it done. And they now go into the offseason with a lot of you know question marks. And it's going to get tougher to get back to this bar, spot in the season because these top echelon of teams in the NL are certainly going to get better after some excruciating defeats like the Braves and the Dodgers. They're still going to be contending for World Series championships next season. So where do you think Philadelphia now goes from here? Philly needs to retool. Uh, I don't know exactly where they needed to go because they still have probably a year or two left of Zach Wheeler in his prime. Uh, Ranger Suarez, even though he wasn't that great in the last game, still improves every single season. They've got Aaron Nola, Aaron Nola for a little bit more. Well, keep in mind, he's a free agent at the end of the season. They did not um, did not extend him. They didn't extend him yet, so they have to bring him back. Otherwise, he will be going to a new team. Yeah, I'm, ex- I'm assuming they're going to keep Aaron Nola. They have to, I think they have to bring it back and just let their young guys kind of develop a little bit more. Yeah, I think there's only thing going, I think that's a good thing going for the Phillies right now that they have. Guys stepping up. Alec Bohm was really big for them in this entire series and was one of the big reasons why they got some runs on the board last night. He had a, a home run. He scored on an RBI double from Bryson Scott. Um, the Dime, the, the Phillies, I should say, um, they have those young pieces in place, but they also needed that veteran leadership to get them into these spots. There were opportunities for Bryce Harper and Kyle Schwarber and Nick Castellanos to do things last night to give the Phillies an opportunity to not only tie the game or potentially win the game for them. And they just didn't step up in that type of a moment. And now they go into the offseason with another tough ending to their year after what happened last year in the World Series. Yeah, so Philly, I think, has to run it back. And maybe I don't think they can afford another big-time free agent. I realize there's no real, real salary cap in baseball, so they can kind of infinitely add people like the Mets and Dodgers if you want to pay that absorbent, uh, exorbitant payroll tax. But it's going to be interesting to see where they go. 
Yeah, so we'll have to see exactly where they go. But before we go into our mushing hour, Johnson, we did have a new manager being named this past week for the San Francisco Giants. And there was rumors about this guy potentially becoming the new manager. But he's obviously a manager of a division rival. As Bob Melvin, the former manager of the San Diego Padres, was only there for two years. And obviously this year for San Diego did not go the way that they expected it to go. He is now the new manager of the San Francisco Giants, replacing uh, Gabe Kapler there in San Francisco. So now the Giants hiring a manager that's had, you know, the postseason experience before. The Giants also having a really tough end to their season. He also is familiar with winning a World Series as he did win a World Championship with the Arizona Diamondbacks. So I'm wondering in your case, does this move help the Giants in the grand scheme of things get back to where they're hoping to be next season? Or do you think it's going to kind of be like a thing where with San Diego, where there's a lot of expectations for you and your ball club, and then it just kind of falters at the end for you. And you're trying to play to your playoff lives in the last week of the season, but it's just a little bit too late. So Bob Melvin's the guy that you bring in to write your franchise, not to kind of bring him to the promised land. Does that make sense? Right. I think he's a guy that has success in reviving ball clubs, making them better, but not really bringing them over the hump. So he's, he did it in Oakland for many years on a shoestring budget where he made them competitive, at least, you know, make the divisional series sometimes, maybe make a wild card. Uh, San Diego, they were just injured. They, they got hot too late in the season. Um, to be honest with you, if San Diego gets a little bit, if they get hot two weeks earlier in the season, he's probably still there, right? They now. probably made the playoffs. Yeah, so he's probably still there. So this is um, this is great. I think it's great for San Francisco. I, he's a he's a good manager. He's not a great manager, but I think he'll right the ship over there and maybe get them to the playoffs. But after that's all is said and done, he gets him and he writes them to the playoffs. Um, he may be let go again because he's had a problem getting over the hump. Yeah, remember they had an opportunity. The Padres did last postseason to get to the World Series, but they lost to the Phillies in five games, and then. That's where everyone expected the World Series pitcher to be happening this season. After making the NLCS, you're expecting to make the the World Series because you have a lot of talent on that team, and then they just missed the entire playoffs as a whole. And now you're going to a Giants team that right now is looking for some help because they're also in the same spot where they were hoping – because remember, just remember a couple of years ago, this Giants team had the best record in all the National League, and – then the last two years, they've missed the entire postseason. So now they're looking for some help. They're trying to also get younger at the same time because they've had a lot of aging vets. Now they're getting rid of them, and they're trying to get better in the grand scheme of things. So I'm curious to see if Bob Melvin can mend the ship and get this Giants team back in to the postseason. And I think with that being said, that brings us into the mushing hour. Oh, it does. The final mushing hour of the MLB season, Johnson. Right, and uh, we have a good one. Only matchup we have, Diamondbacks and Rangers. We've kind of talked about these teams a lot, and I don't think there's much to be said rather than just give our predictions. So, Nick, I could start it off, or I could defer to you. Uh, if you if you, if you want to start it off, go right for it. Um, take, give me Rangers 4-2. Okay. I, I've, I've, I've said if the Marlins weren't going to win it, I would want the Diamondbacks to go there in their place. And if the Marlins weren't going to win it, give it to the Rangers. So I'm all in on the Rangers. Uh, I don't think Adolis Garcia is going to continue his postseason streak. It would be crazy if he wins World Series MVP, uh, which I believe is our next part of this. So I can also give that yep. at the same time if you want. Yeah, go for it. But I'm going to say Josh Young. 
Josh uh-huh. Young is having a fantastic postseason. I think he's been probably the second or third best player on that Rangers team throughout this postseason. And this is where he's going to make his name. He's 25 years old. He's having he's, he's been terrific. He's a native son of a state from San Antonio, went to Texas Tech for college, and he's play, he's still playing in the state of Texas. This has the writings of a Hallmark movie written all over it. So give me the storybook ending. Give me the Rangers winning the World Series against the Dimebacks 4-2, Josh Young, MVP. Okay. So you have the Texas Rangers winning their first ever World Series championship. Yes, sir. I don't disagree with that at all because I've, I've been on the Rangers bandwagon. And from a Yankee fan perspective, how can you not love what the Rangers have done for this postseason for you? Obviously, the Yankees had a terrible season, but look what the Rangers have done for the postseason for Yankee fans. They've eliminated our arch rival in Tampa Bay. They beat a division uh, member in the Orioles. I don't really hate the Orioles, so I don't think I won't say they're a rival, but give it a time, they probably will be. And then they beat a team that Yankee fans have hated for a couple of years now, in the Houston Astros. To beat those three teams, you have to have loved what Houston has done for uh, what Texas has done for you in this postseason. And I think for me, going up against this Diamondbacks team. It's going to create a different kind of uh, meaning of the two minds in which the Diamondbacks pitching has been a big reason why they've gotten into this spot right now. And the Rangers offense is a big reason why they have gotten to this spot right now in the season. So it's going to come down to, is the Rangers offense better than this Diamondbacks pitching staff? Or can the Diamondbacks pitching staff slow down the Rangers bats? No one's really been able to do it all season. And I don't think that it's going to stop any anytime soon. I got the Texas Rangers win this one at five. I think the Diamondbacks um, have had a great you know story. This has been a Cinderella year. If they can win the World Series, that would be unbelievable considering all the stuff that went against them for most of the year. But Texas on paper, I just think, is so much better of a team than this Diamondbacks team. And it's no discredit to Arizona. They've had a really good year. They should be you know, commemorated for what they've done this season. But you look at all the Rangers off, uh, you know, offensive numbers this season. It's been unbelievable. And then you add to the factor that they've had some good pitching as well. Nate Evaldi's been their ace. They have Jordan Montgomery. He's been pitching really good this postseason. Max Scherzer has been on and off this postseason, but he's only made two starts since returning from his injury. So you would think with another start or two in this World Series, he'll get better as time goes along. The only thing for the Rangers that's got to be concerning is, is their bullpen going to play up to par? They were very Jekyll and Hyde in that series with the Astros. I think they mend their ship and get it done in this World Series. I will take the Texas Rangers in five. And for World Series MVP, it's a tough one. Because you could go with an obvious and a Dolis if you're in Texas. Corey Seager did it not too long ago with the Dodgers, you remember, in 2020. Uh, I think he is right now the odds-on favorite to win World Series MVP. Um, but I think it's going to be a guy that hasn't really made a big impact right now currently for the Rangers. And I think you saw a little bit of his impact in the final two games of the series against Houston. I think Marcus Simeon is going to be World Series MVP. If you remember, I don't hate that pick. If you remember correctly, he was one of the first guys Chris Young got to, you know, make this whole rebuild for the Rangers. He signed him away from the Toronto Blue Jays, gave him a lot of money. And he was one of the first guys with Corey Seager to make sure this Rangers team gets to this spot in the next couple of years. And obviously now they're in this spot. 
Simeon hasn't really had the best postseason. He's been very on and off. But in the final two games of the of the ALCS, he started to pick it up, just like Corey Seager did. I think um, he's going to start to realize I'm I'm getting a little bit hot right now. I'm at, heading at the press, you know, the best time in the season. I think Simeon wins World Series MVP and helps Texas win their first World Series championship. But knowing our luck, Johnson, the Diamondbacks will be laughing in our face just like they are laughing at uh, Mad Dog Russo. And <laughs> maybe they'll be forcing us out of retire, maybe forcing us to retire as well. Yeah, that'd be something. I mean, listen, I, whoever wins this series, I will be pretty content with. Uh, I, I have no beef with the Rangers or Diamondbacks. I'm just yeah. excited to watch a good baseball. And I'm going to wish be- both franchises the best of luck. Yeah, if you're a Yankee or a Met fan, or in your case a Marlins fan as well, you can't be you can't be um, not happy about how this World Series, how this entire playoff format has gone, and now what I feel like even if you're in the AL West, you're not that mad unless you're a Houston Astros fan. Like if oh, you're an yeah. Angels fan, you're not that mad, and, and if you're like an Athletics fan, you're not mad. Well, you're a not, Seattle I, fan, I you're not really mad about because the Rangers are just it's a very likable team. It's a franchise that doesn't really have that many. Uh, I think you would be memorable jealous. postseason moments. You would be jealous of those two. You'd be jealous. You wouldn't be mad, right? Like if you're if you're Houston, you're obviously mad because of how it ended. But then if you're like the Angels and the Mariners and um, the Athletics, you're just jealous because you want to be in that spot. And it's been a while. I mean, the Angels haven't won a World Series since 2002. The Athletics haven't won since I think the 80s or the or maybe the early 90s. I don't really know off the top of my head. And the Mariners obviously haven't won um, a championship, so. It's been a while for those teams, and I don't think they would be, ups, you know, mad about it. But at the same time, they wouldn't be, you know, they they still would like to be there in that spot at the end of the season. So, absolutely, we'll have to see what goes on. But overall, Johnson, before we wrap up today's show, is there anything uh, you would like to add before we wrap this one up? None whatsoever. Just I'm looking forward to great baseball, and uh, I, I hope to hear a Creed rendition of the national anthem being played. It'd be cool if Creed was there to perform in one of the games. They did that with Jay Z in um in a couple in the two thousand nine Yankee World Series. They had to perform in one of the uh the pre games before they played a game. I don't remember what game that was, but they could do it that. Happen again with Creed. So let's hope, I hope it happens. And we'll definitely be watching all along this entire po- uh, World Series matchup. As once it wraps up, we will recap the World Series and then we will give um our early predictions maybe for the World Series for next season. As it's good, obviously it's a little bit too early to tell, but we like to do that here on the All Gas No Break Sports Show. We like to uh, give you early picks and give you our uh, our takes on what we think is going to happen next season before the MLB offseason hits, because we are just a couple of days away from getting into November, potentially November baseball as well in this World Series. So it should be a fun one overall. This entire MLB postseason has been great, and it's going to get even better when we find out who is going to be our World Series champion. But that is going to do it for the All Gas No Break Sports Show this week. It's been a crazy week for us, Johnson. We've had a lot to cover this week. NBA, MLB now. We have NFL and college football. We put a wrap to the week overall as the World Series is now going to be continuing. It will start this Friday with game number one in Arlington between the Diamondbacks and the Rangers. We'll have to see who comes out of the top. Will Texas get their first World Series championship? Or will Arizona get their second World Series championship? We'll have to find out and stay tuned here on the All Cast No Break Sports Show to see how it all unfolds. This has been Nicholas Pavona, joined alongside by Andrew Johnson with the All Cast No Break Sports Show. 
Have a great rest of your weekend.